When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Tire Power, Australia's biggest independent tire retailer, keeping you safe on the roads. Tirepower.com.au. Mourn Team Hyundai at Port Adelaide. All your family needs in a vehicle built for tomorrow that's here today. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. 27 to 7 on SENSA Breakfast. Hey, Mark Bickley, as we are sitting here in Studio Lumo, having a look at a very different Adelaide compared to yesterday, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Quick Bix, the final one of 2023 today. Yes. Well, I'm hoping to finish on a high. I think you will. I think it's going to be pretty straightforward and pretty easy today. Yeah, well, I started on a high and I maintained that high and I'm hoping to finish on a high. You've got a fair bit of arrogance about you this morning <laughs> and I don't dislike it. Flight Centre Big Red Sale is on with limited time offers on flights, cruises, holidays and tours. You can book now to say big as we get into our sports update. Okay, let's start with some cricket. And wicketkeeper, Victorian wicketkeeper, Sam Harper has smashed the third fastest century in Sheffield Shield history, dragging Victoria out of early trouble with an extraordinary knock against South Australia. This was at Adelaide Oval yesterday. Forced to bat after losing the toss. The Vicks crumbled to four for 29 in tricky, overcast batting conditions at the Adelaide Oval. But as batting became slightly easier... Harper launched an aggressive rearguard assault against the Redbacks to help Victoria get to five for 187 by stumps. It was Harper's third first-class century in his 44th game, bringing up the milestone in just 64 balls, a knock that included six sixes. So the Redbacks had him on the ropes. I think it was something like five for 50 or it might have been less than that. So four for 29, five for 50. And unfortunately, they've ended up at five for 187. So at least they got a fair bit of cricket in, which was great. About 40-odd overs bowled. So um, pretty fast run rate there. Well, there was a, there was a really Sam fascinating moment before all of that happened yesterday because Peter Hanscom was at the crease. Mm-hmm. And uh, what looked like a ball that carried, I think, towards Jake Lehman, um, the Redbacks all appealed and everything looked great. And he refused to walk off Peter Hanscom. So he said to the umpires, no, that didn't carry. Mm. And he refused to walk. And because they didn't have the third umpire that they could go to the video referral, the umpires had to have a chat with one another and say, no, you're out. And then they were having a look at the replays on the broadcast. So I haven't seen that before where he just stood there and said, no, nah, didn't carry. I'm just going to stand my ground for a while. Surely we're still in an age where Peter Hanscom just goes over to Jake Lehman and says, Jake, yep, happy with that. And if he says, I'm happy with that, you just walk. And generally, if there's... Maybe he's not a walker. If there's any doubt, though, like the fielders are generally pretty good. Oh, look, it's one of those ones where I'm not sure. 
And and if you say you're not sure, then generally the, the batsman does stay. But it's, it's an interesting one. Mm. Um, anyway, we'll uh, we'll keep moving on. So one of the one of the suggestions was that uh, Jake Lehman had caught the ball in the end of his fingers and scraped it along the ground, where we saw in the Australian summer mm. um, during the Test series that that was causing controversy as well, and that was through the Ashes too. And when some of those decisions, Mitch Stark caught the ball and put the after he caught it, he yeah. put, grounded the ball. So that's an interesting one. Um, but in the end, he had to go. Gone. See you, buddy. Oh, well, someone's got to make a call. The umpires did that. That's their job. Yep. Australia is sending more of their World Cup heroes home from India as they fly in reinforcements for the three T20 games. Abbott, Inglis, Maxwell, Stoinis, Smith and Zampa will all head home following the third T20 against India. We've talked about that. Uh, Maxwell finished on a real high there. So right now, Travis Head is the only surviving World Cup member uh, left in India for that, that final Maybe game. he's not fit to fly yet. No, don't, don't be like that. I'm sure. Like, he only, he, he, he got drunk. He didn't sort of... Uh, and the photo a, didn't do him justice either. It was just a bad photo no, of him mate, too. He recovered, surely. Yes. He'd be ready to go. Um, Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, has been ruled out uh, of the two matches against Olympic champions Canada due to a foot injury. The star striker will remain in London for treatment with her place in the squad taken by midfielder Sarah Hunter. The 20-year-old earning her first senior national team call-up. So there you go. Uh, there's a few injuries, though. This call comes uh, after Charlotte Grant has been uh, named out with a hamstring. Holly McNamara's got a knee injury. Courtney Vine and a hamstring. And World Cup hero goalkeeper Mackenzie Arnold will also miss the Canada game. Bit of basketball too. The Adelaide 36ers are preparing to take on the New Zealand Breakers tomorrow at five o'clock. Their assistant coach, Scott Ninnis, had a bit to say. Uh, what they did was a bit of team bonding during the uh, international break. They did some go-karting. Scott Ninnis talking about what the boys got up to. We felt that it was an opportunity to sort of, you know, get together as a group and, and you know, DJ Vasilovic hasn't been here for all that long in the whole scheme of things. So just get the group together uh, and work some more things on and off the court. You'd be happy to hear that we, uh, we on Saturday we took a laser skirmish and um, and uh, go karting. And seeing Isaac Humphreys fit into a go kart was one of the funniest things I've seen in my life. In the the boys, uh, I think it's going to be good for them. New Zealand is uh, struggling this year in the NBL, but the 36ers, um, after getting over the Phoenix last week, need to get on a bit of a winning streak if they uh, streak if they want their season to get back on track. The other news that uh, is worth mentioning, Bix, is uh, Warren Treadray. And uh, it was revealed on his podcast, uh, The Big Deal, alongside Andrew Montessi, that he's going to be running for the board for Port Adelaide. Treaders, are you... Putting your name in the hat. Yes, is the answer. That's it. It's very, very straightforward. Well, I mean, pretty, isn't... pretty direct, isn't it? Yes. There so for the people just tuning in again for the first time, can you break this down for us? Yeah. So basically, uh, anyone who wants to apply to be, uh, who is a member and wants to put their hand up to be on the board, you apply. There's a month, uh, there's an opening window there for a month where you put your hand up. I think. I'm guessing you get vetted to make sure you're, you know, a sound sort of person, which that'll be no problems uh, with Warren. Um, and then it goes to the members and the members get to decide who they want to represent them on the board. So I I don't have um, much doubt that Warren will get the, get the numbers. I, I think what we've seen, well, I'd be surprised if he didn't because what we've seen in many other sort of clubs when ex-players put their hand up and want to go on the board compared to people that, 
that are just members and don't really have a high public profile, generally they get elected. Would you be sort of comfortable with that statement? Yep. Mm. I'd be very comfortable with that. I'm looking forward to the opinion of Port Adelaide fans uh, on the phones, one 736 736 Thanks to Chemist Warehouse for the Christmas fragrance sale, which is on now. You can give us a call to talk about that. Um, Annie actually is someone who has been with us from day one, and it'd be interesting to get Annie's take on Warren Treadray putting his hand up for the Port Adelaide board. Good morning to you, Annie. What do you think? You got me on for that. I was just ringing. I was just ringing. Good morning, boys. Morning. I was just ringing up to um, wish you guys and my old mate Jason a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And thanks for the year because it's been totally awesome. And I can't wait till you're back next year. Well, thank you, Annie. You are a big Port Adelaide fan, though, so it'd be interesting to get Port Adelaide's number one fan's opinion on <laughs> Warren Treadray potentially getting on the board. Oh, I'm not sure at this stage. With all the with all the ruckus that was um, brought up last year, I'm just I'll obviously get to vote, um, mm. but I haven't given it much thought, to be quite honest. Well, Annie, I think what generally happens is often the people who are nominating, they get an opportunity to share with people, whether it's a radio interview or or different uh, forums, social media, they get a chance to tell everyone what they want to bring to the table and, and some of the, the, sort of the platform they want to be elected on. So I'm sure Warren will get the opportunity to be able to talk to Port Adelaide fans and say, look, this is what I want to bring. And it might be... A little bit more uh, robust discussion, whether it be around the coach or whether it be around the football department. I'm sure he'll be able to sort of articulate that to the members before they get a chance to vote. Thank you, Annie, and thank you for your support. We uh, truly appreciate that. Bix, GoBox SA, taking the stress out of moving. Use GoBox for the easy way to move and store. Have a think about who needs to go into storage. Uh, Before we get to that, just on the AFLW and the grand final, so Mm. there was discussions about what was going to happen with ticketing to that for anyone who was considering going over to Victoria because it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, so the AFLW grand final is going to be in Melbourne. It's the first time that it's been played in Victoria since 2018. It's uh, slated to be played at Icon Park. Now, Icon Park is the old Princess Park. Used to have a capacity of around 30,000. Since it's been done up uh, as Carlton's home sort of training facility and the like, that has been uh, the capacity has been reduced to around 13,000. So there were talks because of strong ticket sales that it was going to be moved to Marvel Stadium. But the AFL, in its wisdom, has decided against moving it to Marvel. They will play it at Icon Park, which means that it will be a sellout. It'll be a capacity crowd of 13,000. I'm trying to work that out. So why is it in Melbourne? Because Brisbane defeated Adelaide in round one of the finals, right? Yes. So they were then... yeah. They defeated a team that was above them on higher than them on the ladder. So are we saying because North Melbourne is higher ranked on in the end of home and away they finished than Brisbane third yeah. and won through and so they are the highest ranking winning team so they earn the the home final. Right. Okay. Hmm. That's the as that's my understanding anyway. It's purely on percentage as well. They had such a better percentage than Brisbane to finish mm. off the AFLW season. Yeah. So so just getting back to the playing at Icon Park. I think it is better if you have people hanging off the rafters, a bit like Adelaide United, 
would you play at Cooper Stadium, fully jam-packed, not one spare yeah. seat, or do you play at Adelaide Oval, 50,000 capacity, and have 20,000 people there, and it sort of appears that it's mm. half empty? So I think that works for me. Have it as a standalone, everyone wants to be there, it's a sellout, and it's a huge atmosphere as opposed to playing it at Marvel and having 20,000 people in a, yeah. you know, you know, a 50,000 capacity stadium. It is a quarter to seven on SENSA, breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Next, our nomination for who's going into storage.